passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And we're back on Inside Black Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak, always alongside Eve Geller, and as promised, we're bringing in special guest, former Patriots and Saints, and honestly, a few other teams. <laughs> I know the Bills, 49ers, Giants for a period of time. Wide receiver, Hogan, he's now the host of the Patriots Report with Price and Hogan. We're going to get into some preview stuff for the Saints-Patriots matchup going on. But, you know, first things first, I don't want to catch up. But, you know, how have you been? What have you been up to the last few years? You know, recently retired, I still consider myself spending a lot more time with the family. You know, over the course of my career, I you know, I have four kids now, but I always lived apart during the season. So I get to, uh, you know, do the real job of playing dad uh, and, and husband. So that's that's been uh, pretty fun for me. And then I've I've opened up a gym here in Farmingdale, keeping me busy, you know, really tailored toward athletes, physical therapy, kind of all the stuff that I, you know, was passionate about my career and, you know, trying to bring that here to the island. And it's fun for me. I mean, my kids are getting older. They're starting to get into sports. So hopefully I can kind of you know, steer them in the right direction of, you know, how to train for sport and how to, you know, the right way about going it and, you know, just be, have fun with it and be, you know, energetic about it and, and enjoy it, you know, and it's certainly not something that, you know, I love sports, you know, love football, loved growing up playing stuff. So it's, it's important to me that my kids kind of and do the same. I was going to say, how did you find that transition of going from being the player to now being kind of the part of the media? It's tough. <laughs> But uh, honestly, it, yeah, I doing this, the podcast that I've had with Chris Price, it's been so much fun for me because after I retired, I was so, uh, I can't watch football because I just, you know, I, I still miss it. I mean, I still miss it every single Sunday when I turn it on. And, and, but now that, 
you know, being on the opposite side of things and, you know, you kind of watch things a little bit differently, right? You're kind of looking at people's react, you know, players reactions towards different things and what's going on throughout the day or, or you know, throughout the week. And yeah, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed it. You know, it's something that it's, it's been enjoyable for me to get back into the game of football um, and to talk about it every single, every single week has been fun for me. You know, this, that's something that I haven't lost. You know, I love talking football. I love talking sports. You know, it doesn't really matter what it is. You know, I'm a competitor, so I can kind of insert myself into these games and know how these guys are thinking and what's going on with them throughout the week. So um, it's been it's been a lot of fun for me and, and uh, something that I hope I can continue doing. Yeah. So, so Chris, kind of kind of going back in time, the 2021 season, we referenced this quickly, but, you know, you, you joined, I know, midway through training camp. You were there when the team had to relocate. To, yeah. I think it was Dallas for Ida, yep. the, the home road game in Jacksonville. You caught a touchdown in that game. I'm, I'm just curious, is there, you know, w- when you kind of look back on that and, you know, that that period of time with the team, it, it honestly, it's really fascinating because it was like Jameis Winston was the quarterback. It ended yeah. up being Sean Payton's final year. Drew Brees had just retired. Yeah. You know, do, do you have any kind of interesting memories from that time? Because I think it's like just this really fascinating period. In, in yeah, season. I mean, it was a... A crazy year, right? I mean, I was I was playing a completely different professional sport um, yeah. yes. during that summer, and I did always have kind of aspirations of going back and playing football because um, I knew I could still do it. And, uh, the, and the Saints called, and you know, I would never pass up a chance to play for Coach Payton. You know, that was somebody that I kind of admired throughout my career as, as you know how he coached and and the teams that he coached and. You know, even with, you know, Drew would have been, that would have been icing on top of the cake if I got to play with him and Tom. Um, but, you know, playing with Jameis was was awesome as well. And, and getting coached by Coach Payton was was a really, really unique and cool experience. Something that I can kind of compare to really awesome coaches that I got to play for. You know, even throughout my career, I played for a lot of good coaches. But playing for Coach Belichick, playing for Coach Payton was pretty cool. Um, you know, that year was kind of like a cluster, right? I mean, we were in training camp. It's a hundred freaking degrees every single day. Like, I mean, I'm used to, I'm, I was so used to that Boston perfect August, you know, it's a cool 80 degrees with a little bit of humidity and that go down to new Orleans. And I'm like, gosh, I mean, this is different in training camp. Down. We had the cooling box that I've never right. seen before in my life. Um, so it was different. And then obviously, you know, Ida happened and we had to relocate and, um, credit to the Saints organization, man. I mean, that was like a seamless transition for us. They put us in a fantastic place. Um, you know, TCU, we got to practice there. We got to practice the Dallas opened their doors for us. So um, I think that team made the best of a really crappy situation. You know, not even not even for us as a team, but just for that whole community in New Orleans was going through it, right? I mean, we got put into a resort. These a lot of other people were struggling during Ida. So like that, you know, it was kind of a it was an emotional kind of crazy time, I think, for everybody dealing with their families and, you know, back home and, and all of that. And, you know, still having to focus and try to play a football game. You know, and you know, we did that pretty well. I mean, we went to, you know, Jacksonville let us use their stadium and you know, we got to go there and play a pretty good team of the Packers and got a pretty I would say moral victory, right. For, for us and as, as a team. And then for, for the whole city of new Orleans, you know, it was, it was a, it was a pretty crazy time to say the least. Did you have any kind of inkling that Sean was close to getting out of new Orleans? (laughs) Was there any kind of hints? 
Not, not, not really. You know, it's, <laughs> I know it's like, you know, it's a, it's a different transition, right? You know, he's played, you know, he coached a quarterback obviously for so long and, you know, there's obviously, you know, everyone has a, there's an end date at the, uh, for for this career, obviously for everybody. And to be honest with you, the the amount of work that these coaches, you know, and I give so much credit for the guys that stay stay in this league for so long, right? Coach Payton, Belichick, you know, all these guys that do this for their whole careers. I mean, the amount of work that goes into it with these guys between the off seasons, scouting, game planning. I mean, there's you know us as players. There's so much that goes into it for the training and the preparation, but these guys go to another level, man. I mean, they don't leave the facility. Hmm. You know, some of these guys sleep at the facility, <laughs> you know, some of the scouting, you know, so I had no idea that he was going to leave. Um, all I can say about coach Payton was it was just, it was an awesome, awesome experience that I got to listen to him, be coached by him. Um, he certainly has a ton of stories because we had so many connections between, you know, Belichick and, you know, his years playing in New England. So that was certainly fun for me to, to you know, to play with him and kind of interact with him. So, again, just very fortunate to be able to be coached by two, two really, you know, hands down some of the best coaches that have Elite, coached right. in football. And, you know, obviously you know a thing or two about successful football teams. Like you were in – three straight Super Bowls, which is really kind of fascinating to think about in terms of like, you know, how many guys have gone to three straight Super Bowls ever, yeah. you know, and and I, it's crazy to me, you know, you still own the Patriots single game playoff record with 180 receiving yards, which when you think about how many playoff games and how many great receivers they've had, that's really kind of amazing. But, you know, so you, I think you're in a unique position here to kind of weigh in because anytime a team is struggling, you know, this like one yep. of the first people in the crosshairs is the offensive coordinator and the play oh, yeah. calling. <laughs> and right now the, the saints offense, you know, dating back to last year struggled. So Pete Carmichael, a guy that, you know, was there, he obviously Sean Payton was there. So he was kind of the second fiddle in terms of the play calling, but you know, what were your impressions of him when you were here? You know, what did he do? Well, what did you think of him uh, in terms of that position? So, I mean, first and foremost, I have the utmost respect for for Pete and and him as a coach. I think as the as an offensive coordinator, especially when you get complete control of an offense, you know, you're you're you try to figure out your offense's identity, and I think that changes through you know every single year. You know, personnel changes. Um, you know, you have a different quarterback, wide receivers, injuries. You know, all of that kind of stuff. So. Pete's a very smart guy. I think what a lot of these offenses in their early struggles in the beginning part of the season, there's still a lot of football left to be played for both of these teams, right? And that are coming into this game, New England, I'm talking about, and now the Saints. Right. You know, I think we're just, I think these teams are still trying to figure out their identity, like who they're going to be as an offense. I mean, they just got Alvin back. So now, like, he adds a whole different, you know, dynamic to their offense. And now we have to kind of, we got to go back and, and see how our offense is going to, you know, establish the run game, how, how our defense is going to play us now that Alvin's back and, and when he's out there or when he's playing receiver because he's so dynamic and where you can line them up. So um, I think that Pete's going to figure it out. I mean, he's got a lot of a lot of talented players on that offense um, and a lot of guys that he wants to get the hand, you know, the ball in their hands. Right. So I think that's also that that's also a struggle. You know, you want everyone to touch it because there's so many explosive players on that offense. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's really just kind of figuring out the best way of going about that throughout the season. And I think, you know, I think you'll start to see things, you know, get better and better um, as the season goes on. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. You're obviously a, a gym rat guy, you know, uh, with your, you know, your new business, uh, your career uh, being able to last in the NFL kind of thing. What was it like working with wide receiver Michael Thomas? We've heard so much about his kind of work ethic and what he puts yeah. into things. And I'm just curious your take on it. Yeah. So interesting with with Mike was, I, you know, I, di- I didn't get to spend so much time with him because he was injured, yeah. you know, during the time that I was there. But. What I can tell you is, is what everyone else told me. And as that guy practices like no one you've ever seen practice before. And I saw it. I saw it in the weight room. I saw it in, you know, with him doing physical therapy. Um, you know, I saw the work that he's putting in and, and everyone told me that this guy doesn't matter, does not matter the, the day, um, the Friday, the Saturday walkthrough before practice. This dude had cleats on, you know, and running full speed where most guys are walking in, you know, flip-flops or you know just sneakers right so i thought that was crazy to me because like saturdays for me you know i consider myself a a a guy that had a really really hard work ethic and everything but again you know in my brain i'm like saturday okay cool let me take it easy make sure that i'm good for sunday but these guys were going out there for saturday work walkthroughs with cleats on i'm like what's going on here what what am i (laughs) what am i walking into you know and uh he was like, no, this is how Mike does it, you know, and he wants to run, you know, still he wants to get through the workouts. He wants to kind of have a little bit of the timing. And, and uh, I, you know, I love that. That kind of just goes to show you the type of work ethic and the type of player that he is. Um, you know, I know he's battled a lot of injuries over the past couple of years, but I think that, you know, he puts in the work to get himself ready and available to be on the field. Um, and a guy that I watched my whole career, you know, I was never – a guy that was, you know, considered a, a fast guy, right? Like, I mean, I consider myself the fast guy, but, you know, maybe most defense didn't plan for me to be kind of taking the top off of things. So, like, Mike was a guy that I watched my whole career. You know, like his releases, how physical he was at the line of scrimmage, just the way that he would – he's so aggressive in, in his – in the way that he runs routes and how he catches the football. Like, dude, that was a guy that I em- tried to emulate some of my game off of. Um, and I would say that goes for a lot of younger receivers that, you know, try to be as, you know, aggressive and um, so technical in his route, in their routes. And in 28 
reps at 225. I mean, you you got that <laughs> physicality down too. I, I spent a good time was, on the that was the young <laughs> that was the young Chris Hogan <laughs> and, and 20 pounds heavier too. I, I dropped a little weight after that. <laughs> gotcha. You know, and I promise we'll, we will talk about the the matchup coming up. So my last impertinent question: This is a Saints podcast, and one thing about the Saints fans is they will never miss an opportunity to throw a 28-3 meme out in the world. And that's the game you were a part of. And I just have to ask, you know, like how how crazy was that to be a part of in real time? Because it's like you're looking at it, and it's like 28-3. to At any point, you're looking at that score. It could be midway through the third quarter. It could be the first half. It feels like impossible. Like this game is over yeah. as long as they do their job. But, you know, what was that like to be a part of in real time? Because it's just crazy. To think. I, will, I will say that the – the overall thinking of this is impossible never creeped into anyone's mind. Maybe, I mean, maybe not. I mean, I know in the, in the minds of our offense and Tom and Julian, Danny, the guys that we, James White, you know, the guys that we had, the guys that have been there, the guys that have played in these games before. I mean, listen, man, we played the worst half of football that we played in all the entire season. You know, there were some times where we had to battle some adversity, but there was nothing like that, right? And and this is this is it. I mean, this was the last game of the season. This is the biggest stage, and we went down and we took that that huge deficit and went into halftime and be like, "Listen, we did everything wrong. We didn't. Do, we need a lot of things to go right for us, but we're we're not the type of team that's ever going to roll over and just accept defeat. That was that was up and down the line." Right. There wasn't there wasn't this big rah-rah speech at halftime. You know, it didn't need to be said. It was we got embarrassed on national television in the biggest stage for a half of football. And we're not going to let that happen for the next 30 minutes. You know, for the third and fourth quarter, we're going to do everything humanly possible, play good football and see what happens. And, you know, that's the type of team that we were. We would, didn't wow anybody on stat sheets with who we had on our roster. Right. We started the game at me, Julian and Danny as starting receivers. You know, we had James White in the backfield. Obviously, we had Tom. You know, our defense was spectacular. Right. And even them, you know, they went out and probably played the worst that they had played. You know, and we had a great you know, we had two weeks to prepare for this team and still gave up 28 points in the first half. And that was very unlike our defense. And, um, you know, we just did things that were very out of character for us, you know, throwing a pick six, you know, turn the ball over. That was stuff that we just preached not to do. But I will say this. Once we started climbing back into that game, it became more and more attainable. We were like, nah, I think that we have a chance to win this thing. And then, you know, when we won the coin, you know, the uh, uh, in overtime, when we won the coin flip, uh, I told I knew it was a wrap. <laughs> I knew it was a wrap when we called the play on the goal line. Like I knew that play. I knew what was going to be called. James who caught it, right? Yeah, 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 yep. To me, the defining characteristic of those teams was that it was just like waves on a beach. It was like inevitable. Like if you give them enough chances, it just it was going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, but let's get into you know we're gonna we're gonna take a break here. We're talking to Chris Hogan, two-time Super Bowl champion, host of the Patriots Report with Price. And Hogan, we're going to take a break. We're going to come right back. We're going to talk about the current version of the Patriots. They're facing the Saints this week. Patriots 1-3, and three, Saints 2-2. Two and two, A couple of teams that I think think they are much better than their record indicates. So this is Inside Black and Gold. Stick around. <laughs> 